0: Hey guys, it's Casey again. This is Idiots Out Walking Around, Episode 3. Sorry about the brief hiatus. Uh, What can I say? Things haven't been too great. Been a little down, a little worried. The primary is not going as well as I had hoped. There are people, some close to me in fact, that fail to understand why this is so important to me. I think most younger progressives, especially ones who struggle financially, maybe have small children, they get what's at stake. Not to be chicken little, but, um, the sky is falling, folks. Six, seven years before the planet correction, the human race is totally fucked. So if this primary goes the way it looks like it's headed, the establishment continues to prop up Joe Biden, he will lose to Trump. You know, the guy who thinks climate change is a Chinese hoax. I believe that's what he said about the coronavirus in the beginning, too. You know, before a bunch of people started dying and shit. Ah, the coronavirus. (laughs) Crazy. Don't worry, I'll get back to bleeding from the eye, Joe fucking Biden, shortly. But, yeah, there's a shortage of tests. We're completely unequipped to deal with this pandemic. The Trump administration cut funding to the CDC in 2018. Of course they did. We're talking about shutting down schools in New York, which would be a disaster. Like, this is how crazy it is. Disneyland is closed, okay? Tom Hanks has the coronavirus. Uh, March Madness is canceled. Spring training for... Major League Baseball is canceled. I don't give a shit about sports. I'm just, you know, illustrating here. I guess people at CPAC were exposed, but I'm sorry. That's hilarious. Like, I don't know who goes to CPAC. A bunch of old fucking conservative assholes. So that would be great if they all got it. Someone who tested positive was on Air Force One with Trump, apparently. And he shook hands. Oh, my God. That would be glorious. He claims he has not been tested, but, uh... They were kind of joking on the majority report that, yeah, like, that's why there's a shortage of tests. He's like, every day, he's like, uh, test me, test me. Which, you know, like, I tend to agree, he probably has been tested. But I just think it's hilarious picturing, like, the whole White House being quarantined. Seriously, though, there are cases in Iowa now. Johnson County is about a half an hour south of us. There are cases there. My trip to Chicago is obviously postponed, which I was disappointed about. I was joking around at first. We were that, like, quarantine might be nice. I thought they'd take you to a hospital. I'd get a week away from the kids and shit. But, uh, no, it would just be us all stuck here in the house together with Jesse and Seth. So, no thank you. I'm a little concerned about the stock market. My mother-in-law's one k is in there. All we can do is wait for it to recover. Hope the global economy doesn't collapse first. So... Trump bailed out the banks, uh, 1.5 trillion dollars, yeah, that's what Obama did in 2008, corporate socialism for the rich, shit for the poor, it's pretty par for the course, Obama, that fucking piece of shit. Going and orchestrating this whole coalescence around Biden behind the scenes, even after he privately tried not to get him to run when he first announced, oh, Joe, you don't have to do this. He's not stupid. He knows at this point this is going to lead to four more years to Trump. Anything to stop Sanders. Even all the former candidates who are now supporting Biden, they all essentially said he's not what our country needed. We needed change, not just a return to normalcy. That's what rich white ladies want. I'll give them that. They hate them some Sanders, by extension the poor. They just want the bad man on TV to go away while they sip mimosas and pick up their kids from soccer and their gas-guzzling SUVs. Except, as I stated earlier, Biden has a snowball's chance in hell at winning against Trump. This debate came, coming up may very well get canceled. They're going to slip old Joe by, get him elected, and wait and watch their faces as they see him actually try to go toe-to-toe with Trump. They're going to realize they fucked up and it's going to be too fucking late. But just for argument's sake, let's say uh, Joe Biden becomes president. So let's picture what that would look like. Let's look at some of the things he's done in his political career spanning decades, including two other presidential runs where he imploded horribly pre-dementia. Now, most progressives know we've been talking. We've been trying to tell people Biden's record for months now on Twitter. But as for now, I have a small following, mostly family and friends, that are pretty apolitical. So let's go ahead and I'll tell you Joe Biden's record. So... He supported segregationist policies early in his career, has bragged about being friends with segregationists, recently began to lie about that when asked, claiming he fought for civil rights, which actually that would be Bernie Sanders. He tried for decades to cut Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, food stamps, Veterans Affairs, cash assistance, bragged about it repeatedly, recently began to lie and said he supports Social Security and always has. Got it all wrong, Jack. He co-wrote the Racist 94 Crime Bill, which... Decimated many communities of color, introducing terms like "super predator," helped starting the prison to school pipe, the school to prison pipeline. Presided over the Anita Hill trial shamefully. Uh, uh, refused to apologize to her until he started his bid for president. This time around, she did not accept the apology. The Anita Hill trial directly led to getting someone sexual, who sexually harasses women on the Supreme Court. That's two on the Supreme Court currently, as far as we know. But hell, the president's in all likelihood a rapist, and so was Bill Clinton. Seems like a good time to bring up Joe's own propensity for rubbing and touching and sniffing the hair of young girls, as well as making comments like, You're going to be so beautiful when you grow up. Gross shit like that. He voted for abortion not to be covered by Medicare. He tried to make it harder to file bankruptcy. He voted for the Iraq War, and at times has now said he's the only one who was against it. Again, that would be Bernie Sanders. And finally, he voted for NAFTA, sending thousands of good-paying jobs overseas. Pretty bad stuff, right? So what's he running on now? Good question. As far as I can tell, expanding Obamacare, maybe something about background checks, and maybe rejoining the Paris Climate Accord. Let's not forget how eager he is to work with Republicans, guys like Mitch McConnell, who's the reason we don't have a $15 minimum wage right now, because the bill is sitting on his desk with, like, 40 other bills he refuses to let go through the Senate. I'm sure Joe remembers how reasonable and nonpartisan Mitch in the GOP was regarding Obama with his moderate Supreme Court pick. Oh, cocaine Mitch. I don't know if you've seen that ad where some dude trying to primary Mitch, like in 2016, called him that, Cocaine Mitch. Oh my god, I crack up every time I think about it. Yodel the turtle, motherfucker. Cocaine Mitch. Biden does not support a Green New Deal. He doesn't support Medicare for All. He doesn't support legalizing marijuana or criminal justice reform. He doesn't want to forgive student or medical debt. He doesn't support living wage increases. So, you know, according to exit polls so far, these positions are all super popular with voters. And you know who's running on all of these and more? That's right, Bernard fucking Sanders. So. I don't know. With the coronavirus, voting is probably going to be down. Who's going to stand in line all night with a bunch of strangers with this going on? The debate might get canceled. I hope not. But it's really the chance to showcase the stark differences between the two and let Biden talk as much as possible. Because the more you let him talk, especially next to someone who isn't losing their marbles, the more people are going to see that this man is not fit to be president, or drive a car, or walk down concrete stair flights of stairs. Um. They want to talk about Sanders' health. Joe Biden has had brain surgery and literally started bleeding from his eye on stage. He cannot beat Trump. Trump is going to run to his left. Campaign as a fake populist. Point, uh, like before, point out correctly, by the way, how corrupt the DNC and media are. Win another election and there goes my and any other, many other safety net, food stamps, SSI, medical. um. <sighs> And there goes any hope for a habitable planet for our children, let alone our grandchildren. I guess the only consolation being that Biden would do the same thing. I mean, either way, Biden or Trump, we're screwed. Sorry if this feels like the beginning of the end to me, but it does. It has since 2015. Thank the good imaginary Lord for marijuana and Kratom, especially Kratom. My right elbow, I'm sorry to complain, my right elbow is breaking, killing me. I have to wear a brace all the time. I have tennis elbow. No, I do not play tennis. But anyway, my life has always been hard, I'm used to adversity, and you know, as for now, I have a two- and a five-year-old to take care of, so no matter how bad things get, I'm here in the, for the long run to quote a Robert Frost poem, The woods are lovely, dark and deep, but I have promises to keep, and miles to go before I sleep. So it was Logan, Logan, my eldest son's birthday, the fifth. Uh, he's 19. He's a Pisces like me, and my two little ones are Leos like their dad. Anyway, uh, hard to believe it. He's an adult now. He wanted Borderlands 3. I don't know what that is. Some game. So we ordered it for him, and I got him some expensive face wash from Germany. I didn't know it had tea tree oil in it. He's real sensitive to smell, so hopefully that doesn't bother him. And I also got him Pull Throttle, Joe Hill's new short story collection. He stayed the weekend, pretty much glued to YouTube, so i uh, gave me a chance to read the book before he went back to his dad's. It was just shy of 400 pages, but when I get into a book a couple of days is plenty of time. And I gotta say, I liked his first collection, 20th Century Ghost, better. It definitely wasn't as good as Horns, the only novel of his i read so far. I love that book. I'm going to be adding it to my collection shortly. Right now I have a first novel heart-shaped box sitting in my Amazon cart ready to order. Uh, I did quite enjoy the introduction to Full Throttle though. Not sure if you guys are aware Joe Hill's a pseudonym. It's Owen King, Stephen King's son. They did write Sleeping Beauties as Stephen and Owen King, not Joe Hill. So I don't know. That's weird. But this is the first time he's written about being Stephen King's son, what it was like for him. Uh, the experiences and role models that helped mold him into the writer and person he is today. He got to spend a week in Tom Sabini's makeup trailer as a kid. How fucking cool was that? During creep show, and filming of it. Um, it was an introduction that reads like a short story itself and I found it very engaging. The following titular story, co-written with his dad, I was not as fond of. The other one he wrote with his dad in the tall grass I liked more. I definitely liked it more than the movie they made for Netflix. The story reminded me of a cross between uh, the short stories Children of the Corn and Lawnmower Man, both of which are nothing like their film interpretations. What are there like, eight Children of the Corn now? Jesus Christ. The story I liked the best by far was, or at least, the story I liked the least by far was Circus of the Dead. Uh, I would have liked it fine had he not used this, like, modern epistolary approach. I didn't, I thought it was gimmicky. He, like, tells the story through a series of tweets by a a teenage girl, and it was distracting, and I just didn't like the story. The carousel story was really good. I liked that. I mean, overall, I liked it. I liked Joel. Hill. He lacks his dad's Achilles heel, besides editing, which is dialogue. Uh, King Sr.'s dialogue ranges from clunky to atrocious. Not so much in his earlier stories. By the way, I've read every Stephen King book, every Rick- Richard Bachman book. I have a lot to go off of here, um... It's more in his more recent. It's in his more recent books that is his dialogue between younger characters. Uh, it's always a little unnatural sounding. He's tried incorporating black characters more in his recent stories, which is good. But that dialogue, especially, is. Uh, I'm thinking of the institute, specifically, which was a good story. But anyway, back to Joe. Joe's definitely got the upper hand as far as that goes. The dialogue and the editing. And it may just be generational because, as I said, it's not as much of an issue in, say, Carrie. I think Carrie was Stephen King's first novel, actually, and the dialogue in that is good. That whole story amazes me to this day, how good it is, how accurately and how sensitively he wrote about teenage girls and what they go through, their relationships with their peers, teachers, and in this case, homicidal, religiously fanatical mothers. Uh, If you have not read Carrie, I recommend it. Other than reading Full Throttle, I've been busy with my Showtime trial I got specifically to watch Escape at Dannemore Prison. I have wanted to see it since I heard Ben Stiller, the director, talk about it on NPR. How could this show not be fantastic? It's, based on, it's a prison break story based on the true story of Paul Dano and Benicio Del Toro as the leads, plus Patricia Arquette. Oh my god. I love true crime stories. I love prison escape stories. I always root for the escapees. Cool Hand Luke. I love that movie, uh... Despite all the overt Christian symbolism. still think it's a great movie. I love Paul Newman. That, but anyway, that show, Escape at Danimar Prison, so good and so sad. At the end, the way they do with a lot of these true story things, they put text over a shot of each person at the end telling what happened afterward. And when they said the main character, Paul Dano's, the main guy, Paul Dano's character, I don't know the name of um he is now in solitary confinement 24 hours a day under constant supervision. And I just burst in tears. I cried and cried, like, that whole day. Solitary confinement is torture. It is. It's completely inhumane. Death would be better. If it were me, I would rather be dead, for sure. That's what's happening to Julian Assange and Chelsea Manning right now. Actually, they just let Chelsea Manning out. But, yeah, after months and months of solitary, it's torture. And lucky they're well-known and they have people working on their behalf. But this happens all the time, all over the I mean, all over this country. This criminal justice system is fucked. It's cruelty for profit. Same as our healthcare system. We have more people in prison than China. More than North Korea. More than anyone. And it's modern day slavery. But anyway, Escape at Danimura was so good. And uh, while I had the trial, I went ahead and took advantage of binging on Twin Peaks Return. That show was life changing levels of awesome. I love David Lynch anyway. He should run for president. Like why not? I hadn't seen the original series, I probably won't to be honest, but I watched uh, the all of the return, then I watched the movie, Fire Walk With Me, from like 92, Scott other one. it is not a good movie, but it's Lynch, and I, I watched it anyway, and then I found a 4 hour video on YouTube breaking down like the entire Twin Peaks thing, from the first episode to the last, everything in between, the movie. It was great. The guy doing the video read the read some David Lynch quotes. Like he would use a David Lynch voice that just, like, cracked me up. So, anyway, if you want to watch it, it's, like, the only four-hour video analysis of Twin Peaks on YouTube. It's not hard to find. Um, but taking the deep dive into Twin Peaks is what I needed. Like, it was a great distraction from all the shit going on. So, uh, yeah, it was definitely worth the Showtime trial. Uh... So what's next? Uh, Heart Shaped Box is coming, like I said, I'll read that. I ordered the second Magician's Book, the Magician's King. So I should have plenty of time to read. Hopefully this pandemic doesn't turn into a total fucking disaster. I mean, it already is, but hopefully, hopefully the debate goes well tonight, which I think it will if it doesn't get canceled. And I guess that's it. I'll talk to you guys next Sunday. So stay safe. Take care. Solidary, guys. Love you.